It's the new parish, y'all. Um, we're all entitled to go to a good scare. My name is Rafi. And this is Wait, Don't, Don't Do it. it, where we tell you two how to survive a horror film. I just wanted to know if you're a trick or a treat. Um, definitely a treat. You're a trick. Definitely how I'm looking, girl. There's always a surprise at every corner with this one. <laughs> Scamming on a rich-ass um, person. Ghost. <laughs> yes. So, Nunu is in her Halloween costume right now, and Nunu, I... So obsessed with the Halloween costume. I don't. I don't think you know the the influence that your Halloween costume has. But who are you? I am playing um, a character for one of my favorite movies, scary movie series, especially one and two is my favorite. So I am playing the killer, um, the Ghostface Killer. Um, shout out to Ghostface Killer, my favorite rapper. And in yeah, it's a scream of a time. Um, yes, you're definitely playing Ghostface from the iconic from scary movie Scream. And I am playing uh, Casey Becker, also known as Drew Barrymore, from Screen One, which is iconic in its own right because we can all we all know how that movie started. Um, I just want to be on the record that I do not enjoy the Scream series. Um, I do enjoy the scary movie series. I just feel like Scream was long, and I don't remember it, but I do remember scary movie. And all the ghost face masks were sold out. You know how long it took me to find a ghost face mask? How dare you bitches get a ghost face mask? For what? For what? It has been dead for like the last 20 years. Like, ugh, I'm done. It's gaggy. Um, you know, you were also trying to get a ghost face mask. So clearly something that's Because trending, I had no resort. But I'm really excited about the slasher film genre making its like return to Hollywood. Because... We were being paid dust. It was definitely the torture porn season early on in the 2000s. And then we moved on to, whor- like, uh, demonic, possession, demonic possession. Which is my favorite genre. Um, like, that is where we should stay. No, and that is, that got old real fast. It's not old. It's, it's fun because it's, it's always scary. Um, slasher is not scary because you know what's going to happen. But, but, again, it's you have to respect the genre. And slasher is, has elements of horror, but it also has comedy. And it also has gore. And it also has creativity. Um, I love the new Halloween Kills because, if, for any Halloween fans out there, um, it, it really took the idea of what Slasher is, which is you're playing with death, you're playing with the dead bodies, you're seeing what would happen if this would happen to a body, uh, if you would kill somebody this way. And it's just very creative. And so I love the horror genre for that element. I, I do like when you explain it because it, it, it <clears throat> validates this art form somehow. But I, it does not give for me. Well, I did go uh, to school we, for this. We, <laughs> I know the one thing that I did learn was from a boring slasher film. We school. we um we watch slasher films, but you don't like watching slasher films with me. Um, no, I do like watching uh, horror films with you. I don't like slasher. watching my films with you <laughs> because you're annoying. You're like, this is stupid. That's I don't not, like that's not what happens. I this ask questions. Not, I ask is, questions, and you don't answer my sense. questions. But <laughs> no, you add you with a tone just like this tone, and I don't appreciate it because I really like these are my childhood. Like these are just how you feel about Disney and all these like psycho Twilight, yeah. and these problematic movies. <laughs> um, like I can understand how you feel about Twilight because I grew up in that era too. But I did not grow up with Disney, so when like you talk about Princess So and So, I talk about Michael Myers. Right, and um, just like my mama texted me, who is Michael Myers? Who's the killer? 
that got me. <laughs> but who is the killer like Michael Myers? <laughs> but, um, I just think with slasher films, they're super cool because they have like iconic characters. Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, um, Michael Myers. I, w- I had the, the fortune to watch Freddy vs. Jason for the first time, which was such a delight. Because Starring what, Kelly Rowland. What kind of <laughs> faggot walks around in a Christmas sweater? And that is all. That's, I'm going to walk into my family function this year. And I'm going to walk in and say, what kind of faggot wears a Christmas sweater? Would anyone even know that reference? In no, no. Because, you know, horror, or slasher in general, is just so specific. Like, especially though, for black people, right? You know, we don't even think about the them as the movies. You know, we don't call Child's Play by the name is Chucky. Oh, Chucky. Yeah. You know, Scream is the name Michael of the Myers. movie and the guy who kills people. His name is Scream. You know what I mean? It's just Michael Myers. It's just Jason. Yeah. I can understand. And that. it's not like gaggy to see these people just keep getting killed. Like Jason especially, like his mom would just be talking to him and he'd be killing people and I'm like, so why are we doing this? And then he just go back to it again. It's crazy. And to me, sometimes that's how I feel about these stupid possession movies. Cause to I me, love that's possession not, movies. To me, like I said, I don't mind possession movies, but they, if, if, to me, that's what I don't understand about the horror genre. And it remains, it will always remain a, um, a niche slash trending kind of genre. What's where, niche? What's niche? Where, niche where, where? where niche we where? can't have Mike, uh, we, where we can have Friday the 13th, uh, for, and Conjuring Seven at the same time. It has to be like, well, right now we're you know we're it's we're in the slasher phase, and I know these are the conversations that are happening in Hollywood right now, which is like, uh, we're in the slasher, so if you can make this more slasher, which is exactly where I want to be right now. This is what I would want to be writing for, because I love slasher films. I think they're so queer if you think about them. They're so um, they're so empowering to. Uh, Women now, I think the new lens of the queer dynamic is adding so much feminist tones to it. But I, again, scream. Tell always. me about the first slasher you wrote. I wrote my first slasher film. My first movie, my first horror movie was actually a possession film. It was called Apartment Thirteen. It was one hundred twenty pages. Um, it was the first thing that popular kids in school. It was, it was on loose leaf. Now put put it out. There. No 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 she wasn't even there, okay? You were really making fun of your cousins on the bus or in Durham. Okay? Uh, imagine me riding a bus. That's the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I wrote 120 pages, typed it up, and it was about a woman who was who killed herself in an apartment and how she stayed in an apartment to haunt the future residents of the apartment. It was, and this is when you were twenty-seven. It was definitely ghost me slasher because she was a ghost, but she was killing the people. Because that's always actually that wasn't even my first horror film. My first horror film was a slasher film. It's called the Ma- the Magician in the Purple Cake. That's why I, I told you that. I remembered, but I, that was also still typed, dumb bitch. Um, I didn't write that by hand. No, no. The way you invalidate my creativity is <laughs> so hilarious. I don't think writing it down on paper or on type, you know, would matter, right? As long as the content is made. You know what you were saying. Don't try to gaslight the situation. <laughs> don't try to reinvent what's happening. I um, I really do love possession films because it's literal horror. Um, you know, one of the favorite ones I took you on, which is an old film, an old little indie film, 
the taking of Deborah Logan, which was oh, yeah. that was a really new one that I I, I had known years ago. But it was a really good film for I think, its time. I think ghosts are so funny because you know it's scary because you don't know what it is. I think with slasher, it's never scary because you know what it is. But I guess it's not supposed to be scary. It could be like you said, camp with possession. I'm like, you know, even a terrible movie like The Gallows, right? That y'all try. I'm telling you, try you try it. But the first half of the gallows, that shit gets scary. When you have just like things happening and you can't possess it. I mean, think about the iconic Paranormal Activity series. Think about that time to be alive. I mean, if you were not there during Paranormal Activity, bitches were really scared. Yeah, I was screaming (laughs) in the theater. We were like, this is real. Like, it got found footage era. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Oh yeah, found footage was another era too. Like that was the era, and <laughs> I think that was my favorite era. Um, before the Conjuring era, because I I do. Like- but again, this is where the new age comes, and I hope that we start seeing more dynamic movies like this, like a found footage slasher film. With, like I said, I think that's where the creativity needs to remain in the slasher film. I do think that this is a money grab, even though they're putting more emphasis on these movies and putting respect on their name. Like Scream, now you can tell Scream, the, the the Scream 5 that's coming out is going to be taken way more seriously than Scream 4 was. Scream 4 was fine. It was fine. I think Scream 4 came out at the wrong time. It came out at the wrong time, for sure. Because it was like, it was Heather Scream. It was ahead of, ahead of its time. Um, or honestly, I would say before, it, it was too or it was too late. I think it should have been five years after. Because ten years after, no one was talking about feminism. No one was talking about women. <laughs> Yeah, Beyonce hadn't dropped their, um, their album yet, so there's no feminism. No, I, I agree. I remember just seeing yeah. it in college and being like, what? Yeah, like the woman, the girl's a killer. Like It wasn't that she was a killer. I just I think at that time it just didn't make the sense. The final more. girl was the killer. No one wanted the final girl to be the killer. But again, these new nuances to the series have really been involved in to a new genre. So I'm really excited to where this is going. But other than that, I mean, Halloween in general is definitely my favorite holiday. This is the most festive I think I've been in a while. I think because it's my last Halloween as a 20-something. I miss my old self during Halloweens because I go back and I look at the creativity. I look at the ambition. I look at the blind confidence that I possessed. You know, it was always the house party era. I mean, I would just put on, not like, not like makeup, makeup, just like party city makeup and just be a raccoon or a skeleton or Jack yes. Frost or a hard rocker. Was that what you were at that I time? Was a, I was a hard rocker. With crystal on your face. Yeah. It was really fierce because people talked to me because you remember I had an ACDC shirt on and people were talking to me about the new album and I was like, I have no idea what this is. And I was being a pun. <laughs> Someone dragged Candace. Dillard on Watch What Happens Live. She was wearing a Metallica shirt, and then someone called into Watch What Happens Live and was like, Name three Metallica songs. And she was like, Metallica, Metallica, Metallica. <laughs> 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 Y'all are the same girl. I, I, I just hate the idea that if I, I mean, unless I get to wearing letters, aka, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Oh my god, music on my iPhone is coming on. I didn't even know iPhone 7 could do that. Um, I think that this whole idea that you have to be, you know, in it. I mean, look at me. I'm wearing, I'm doing a ghost face fucking look, and I hate Scream. I dress like an AKA without being in the sorority. Um, and that was pre premeditated. That was not premeditated. No, I hadn't seen the insecure at all yet. <laughs> and so now, next year, I am definitely going to be like, 
you know Nunu's best Halloween costumes? It's never gonna be like AKA Nunu, Nunu, No, no, we can't do that. We'll just do Nunu, the sorority girl. <laughs> the soror. Um, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. I do wanna say, you know, if you don't know the context in Insecure Easter Ray's show that has a season five, season episode one is on HBO Max now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have a character, Tiffany Dubois, who played an AKA sorority member having black representation at Stanford, which I'm sure the writers thought and some of us thought that was really empowering yes. to see authenticity in the show. Um, you know, Stanford broke his no filming rule, for God's sake, to allow this show to happen, which is super iconic. So to to have that kind of Really? They didn't shoot high school musicals in Stanford? Stop. You know, L you know, you saw Reese Witherspoon retweet of Issa Ray saying Stanford wouldn't let them shoot legally blonde there, so they had to go to Harvard. Which is still more iconic than Stanford. No shade. Reese be just in black media. I'm telling you, she's just, for some reason. No, pretty, everyone like Reese. What's how does, of all. How does Reese know what's going on with Insecure? <laughs> Reese with a spoon is an ally. <laughs> what no is matter Reese? what happened on Little Fires Everywhere, she is an ally for the cause, Reese. okay? Reese. Beyonce said her box, and we are cool. Reese really. said, not even legally blonde got it, girl, so toots to your little show. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, that was, was like in 2001, two Willie Blog came out with yeah. children. Um, but, you know, a lot of the members of the AKA sorority had a problem with wearing the actual shield and the, and the logo that's copyrighted without prior permission. And when I asked the member, well... They did get permission. No, I, I, they did not get permission to use the copyrighted emblem. And then I asked, oh, what can they get permission on the back end? They said no, because they wouldn't have got permission. I was like, okay. <laughs> so they use they wanted to use it, and which is valid, I think, because you have to earn your 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 letters in a sorority. I mean, you were in a fraternity. I think it's a little different. Than- and so here's where I wanted to add my <laughs> two cents into this. And I don't, I, again, I don't know how the D nine uh, does. I, okay, so based based off experiences of teaching classes for a certain D nine, not this um, <laughs> classes. Stop, stop. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I'm not gonna say who. But there's a strong hazing process that I have witnessed. With Granted, this was 15 years ago when you were in college, so it's a little different nowadays. Because hazing and bullying is taken different at colleges just because, as you know, they're a little more recently. Um, you you really think that hazing is not happening anymore? I'm saying that... Someone just, got, someone just died in a hazing situa- situation like, on the campus. Yeah, someone just got died from sitting here doing a podcast, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I, I'm saying that a lot of the like national panhellenic organizations do issue severe consequences now yes. compared to then. That's but that. to but there's certain elements of uh, the way that people protect. I don't. I never seen such like like I was in fraternity. I don't care about that fraternity. Like I have no time. Like if I saw Kevin, it's a black thing, and it might and it because but see, it's to definitely me, a black thing. And to me, wh- where does that come from? What does it come from? The relationships that are made in that situ- in, in those sororities is it made from the? It's the, a history the, that recognizes um, the struggle of the African American people in society, and so I do think there's a value in going through a intense experience together, kind of like slavery, and still kind of making it through it to be stronger, better in in support of people, which I do respect, obviously, the symbolism there and, you know, what it represents. I just question how much of it comes from 
that so, like that the authoritative the, the authoritative lens that I feel like sororities and fraternities have. It's a little conservative thinking, it, I would say. Still, it's there. Well, that's what I'm saying. It comes from. It comes from like I feel like this is how they they would defend the Bible almost. And to me, where does this come from? Does it come from like like oh I got you have to earn it. You that means you're you're literally telling me there like you have to feel the abuse that I went through to wear those letters. Right, which we see a lot of situations like, well, I struggle, so you should struggle, right? That's just a normal kind of human reaction. And so that's what I'm putting the lens on. I don't, I didn't struggle to for my for my letters, y'all. It was very easy to get my letters. Yeah, I had a drinking little thing, but that was like more my situation and my toxic relationship that played into that role. Um, Not so much a fraternity. But I never felt like I was hazed. I would have been an AKA, so I totally get it, you know? Huh? I would have been an AKA, so I guess if I was a part of it. You would be a bitch. I would, no, I would have just. You, but. I would be like, why are they doing something without permission and copywriting? So I get get it. Like, I, I can understand why the group is mad if it's something especially sacred to them, to their members. Um. Oh, now you flipped the script for, for the mic. Just no, I do get it. I'm saying I get it. For the mic, she's flipping the script. Oh, well, I do sad. have, I mean, I work with AK she members that talk. I even mean, have the dialogue. <laughs> okay, I'll let you have this. Unlike people, <laughs> other people in this podcast, uh, sometimes I have open dialogue okay. with, with, with other members. And, you know, I, I see it. Like, I also know who I am. Like, I know that I'm saying, oh, whatever right now because I'm not in it. But if I was in it, I know I would be like, uh-uh, you can't be doing this. Ski-woo. <laughs> First of all, there's a whistle over here. She's been. <laughs> I'm okay. You're an honorary one. I forgot. In my head. Um, um, <laughs> No, first of all, you said you would never be. You said you would always be a Delta. That's a fact. You've quoted... I, I thought that, I think. But... <laughs> okay. it's, it's, I mean... <laughs> as long as I rem- rewind it back, rewind the tapes, I always said she was... AK. I guess I think it's my family, but... I always said you I think AK in my soul. You're it's, AK it's, it's energy. AKA energy. <laughs> <laughs> Very that. But, like I said, to me, I didn't... It's like the difference between scary know. spice and posh spice, you know? <laughs> okay. Oh my okay. god! Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, but, no, both so, amazing choices. It's just yes. preferences. That's all. Um. So no, I just like I said, I just I think someone said it really, really great. It just seems like a weird thing to get mad at. A show that was uplifting the culture and showing like showing things in an honest and real route. Like I said, there's an, there is AK chapters in all these schools, and they're not talked about. When you think of Stanford, Harvard, these Princeton schools, those Greek lives. I know the Delta that I talk to were like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> but the AKAs were upset. And again, I just think it's based on just your organization. There's been shows like A Different World, especially if you're part of the Black culture that you've watched growing up. And in a different world, it was at HBCU, and they did have sorority fraternities. But the difference that was pointed out to me was that they had actual members from the sorority, you know, represented instead of an actress. Um, I also heard women just don't like Amanda Seals, too. So. That, that's what it feels like. It just feels like, because, like, y'all didn't get mad at Winter like this. Winter Blanco. No shade. No shade. This woman literally dragged y'all on, like, national, on the national podcast, on that, whatever. And... Nearly was, nearly was the the thing. So I just think it's like, where is 
what where, where is it going why is this like this why why are we holding these what, what it was college but again it is a culture it is own thing Oh, what what a tangent from our Halloween episode, but I just wanted to to address it because it's fun. Now, when you think about your childhood, what is the first Halloween costume you remember? Um, my black Power Ranger ninja costume. I remember my red Power Ranger costume. I, I only remember a few costumes from childhood. And first of all, every gay boy was a Power Ranger because we always wanted to be the. And pink they Ranger. never bought us the pink one. We always wanted to be good to get the pink one. And they gave me you, red. Were, were you hoping that you're that you were definitely like close, close. You were definitely like, like clearly trying to be the pink ranger. I at least like went the complete. I was like, they're gonna, they're not gonna know I'm trying to be the pink ranger. <laughs> I'm like the black ranger. Period. Da, da, da. Um, I just want to be too cliche, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> red is the rose. <laughs> um, I only remember a few Halloween costumes from childhood. Um, red ranger. I remember being Casper, <laughs> the friendly ghost, Pikachu, and I was a bitch to walk in because they had the little feet like him, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Casper, Casper the friendly ghost. And what feet did you need for Casper? Um, it was Casper. That was a while. What, what, wait, wait, what were you saying that you had to walk in comfortably? Pikachu, because his uh, little feet, and you're like, uh, uh, uh. and then I was a ninja one time, and there's only four I really remember as a standout. Were you a trick or treater? Treater. I stopped trick-or-treating at a... Again, when you live in New York, you stop trick-or-treating at a younger age. I stopped trick-or-treating, too, because I just thought it was... I tried to push it, but... Lame. And I'm not trying to say, like... I mean, you know me. I'm kind of introverted, kind of anti. You think you're above... Yeah. It's a lot to go out and beg for candy. Yeah, I was going to say, you would think (laughs) of it as begging for candy. Because I'm like, I can just buy it. (laughs) 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 That's what I always thought. I really just... When I see, like... When I think of child Nunu, I think of your big head. Your big I adult head. Really, you I think was I was worse now? It was, it was terrible then. Your breath. You think I was terrible then. <laughs> but not like to adults or anything. Just to like children. The worst. The worst. That was the angelic angelic pickle. Yeah. It's bully behavior. It's bully behavior. I just did what I wanted to do. I just thought like, oh my God, going to this neighborhood, having to wait for them to open the door. It's too much. It's too much. Either give me the bag and I can just go through the smorgasbord. Like, I'd rather do that. Dress up, take pictures, and be done. But um, you got done early. Um, I'm glad that you got a trick-or-treat, though. Even in New York. Hmm? Even in New York. Um, of course. I did get to... We would just go to the Rye neighborhood. We would go to, like, the double-story houses, getting the better candy. We, if you, again, first of all... As adults now, we get to be the adults that we wanted to be, right, millennials? And we are not giving out candy no more. We say, fuck those kids, right, Fuck girl? those kids. That's Well, first of all, we don't have to. Like, we, I don't have to. In my building, we don't do that. Like, obviously, like, in the city, it, like, in the city is different, I think, in Washington, D.C., I think, like. I agree. Like, you wouldn't go to my building, but I think the row house will get a lot of action. Um, like, if you live in a house. But, like. Y'all better be giving out chocolates. Y'all better be giving out good candy. Do not give out shitty candy to these kids anymore. I like we are so above that. We have the we have to be the best adults to these children. I miss um, the, the the weapons in the candy era. 
You remember during like our childhood? Yeah, you remember they were like, you gotta check your kids' candy. Because these niggas putting razor blades and, and full uh, switchblade knives in which a lollipop. Was always, uh, which was so funny. Legend, by the way. Because I never it? really actually heard that happening. I saw it on the news and I never heard it happening or saw it in real life. But it doesn't mean it's not true. And then there was going around like people might give THC stuff to kids. But I'm like, no one's I giving remember, that I THC. remember checking candy. I remember that era of checking candy. But uh, we have such a different era. I think, is our era trusting in that way? Because I don't know. I mean, we were the last of it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Would you tell your child? I mean, I guess if I, if I had a child, I would go to a safe kind of event, Halloween event that was supported and monitored by police for my child. You know, I wouldn't just go around my neighborhood. That's, that begs the question. I feel like that's always the cutest thing about... I want, Will our distrusting of each other in the future lead to n- no more trick-or-treating? Like, do, we don't we just need some. We just need some virtual holographic, you know, like Willy Wonka type shit. Like, send the chocolate bar through the TV. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. Just beam me up. Beam me up, Scotty? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what we should be at. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Um, my favorite is either Sweet Tarts or Twizzlers. But only the strawberry kind. Wait, cherry kind. Oh, so you don't even like chocolate? Um, I was always a chocolate girl. Do not give me anything like candy. I want chocolate. It looks like Halloween. It. I mean, it's all the same, so that didn't land. So. <laughs> 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 it land like you thought it did. <laughs> okay. Chocolate gives a sugar, more, sugar, um, sugar. <laughs> more bubbly effect, you know, to the body. More ripply. No, um, I mean, you know, I'm allergic to peanuts, so like chocolates, you know, are so dicey. You know, people are really giving out like almond joys and Snickers and Reese's cups, and I'm like, well, you know, ha- if it's not a crunch bar, let's not throw almond joy out the window, first of all. Yeah. First of all, old ill. First of all, first of all, let's be let's throw away musketeers. Three musketeers. Now I will dial that hill. That is the icon. Dare you? How dare you? You're a weirdo. (laughs) You are a weirdo. I I stand weirdos. I I guess. Stand (laughs) the three musketeers. What about it? It tastes good. Chocolate (laughs) fluffy. It's cute and fluffy. I love a marshmallow. I oh love a marshmallow. <laughs> Ew, do you like circus penis too, you weirdo? Ew. <laughs> so what's your favorite? You said so. What's your favorite chocolate? That's what I care about. Cause like, um, it's definitely between Three Musketeers or Crunch Bar. I attacked the right. Ew. Whoa. I first of all, are you in 1995 with the Crunch Bar? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> they still got there. Don't do that. <laughs> I know we. I liked the crunch bar back then, but I wouldn't reach for it now. I would. I like the crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I I can't eat anything with peanuts in it, so all those popular oh my things. God. Oh my god, that's why I forgot. I can't like I can oh, my limited is like <laughs> crunch oh, bar. This is sad. This is here. Hershey yeah. bar, and that's like it. I only have like three choices, so you can't do like Milky Ways. I, I don't do any of that. I could do one, right? Because that one doesn't have peanuts. It just has the caramel, I think. You never know. You're really allergic. Yeah, I like M&M's, but people give peanut M&M's like there's no tomorrow. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But the M&M's minis, that was, that was what he used to hit back in the day. Oh, the little yeah, tube. that was them. Reese's are my favorite. Reese's have always... No, but y'all better stop attacking Babe Ruth, too, because Babe Ruth... I forgot they existed until you said that right now. That's like saying a Toblerone or something. 
Uh, yeah. First of all, Toblerone is a white thing. I dated a white man, and that's the only chocolate he would eat. And I was like, what is oh, like a Heath bar, you know something. <laughs> that's like zero bars. You just zero bars? Oh, my God. I forgot. Ew. <laughs> I also really, really love the cookies and cream Hershey bar. Like, that is my that's like, really top. Good. Like, that gives everything and more. That's a go-to candy bar I would get. Let's just go to trick-or-treating after this. Let's go. We're going. Um, and then the least favorite candy, candy corn. Fuck candy corn, bitch. Fanny, that's like, can, like sweet candy wax. Or it's like, disgusting. Sweet candle wax. It's fucking disgusting. Like, why aren't we just eating peeps all year round? That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Pure sugar, pure marshmallows. That's all I want. That's what needs to be the, the candy. I'm still shocked that you like Three Musketeers. I'm shocked that you don't. I mean, I guess I want to throw it away, but if I see that's not that's not the first thing I'm reaching for. I'm like Three Musketeers. Fuck yeah. Man. Do I think I'm ever spending money on a Three Musketeers bar in my life? No. <laughs> um, I can't wait to just see everyone at the Upper West Side Cafe, where DJ Gaston and Babusa will be spinning the beats all night long at this Afro Habibi rave. So you get to see us judge the Halloween costume contest. Will they receive merch? And we're just gonna have fun at the rooftop. I mean, there's so many things going on in DC, but why not be at a rooftop and party with the Dane? <laughs> Period. I love that term with the Dane. <laughs> <laughs> you can take pictures with the Dane. <laughs> you can party with the Dane. You can rave with the Dane. <laughs> you can eat with the Dane. I can't wait till we do a brunch. You can eat with the Dane. <laughs> you can brunch with the Dane. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do a hundred show. You can come scared with the day. <laughs> uh, what if you are gonna be dressed as my sidekick? I guess no. Okay, no. I kill Casey Becker in the movie. That's what happens. Yes. Um, I won't have a real knife because that's bad. Um, and I'm black, so the police will shoot me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, <laughs> uh, so I'm not. I'm not bringing that. So but the I only do. weapon is between the pants. <laughs> Where? <laughs> um, I do want to shout out my my sisters over at Dragula. I have really also enjoyed this season of season four of Dragula. Oh, what a great season! First of all, Dragula is my favorite of all the other girls right now. Of all the season of, four of, of is the best season so far, though. I mean, they all got better as so that's hard to say because they all gotten better. But I love season two. I love season three. I love season two. Season two was so good. And then season four, I think, is the is yeah, really, it's, really, it's really good. It's giving drama. It's giving mess. Um, it is the most diverse season, finally. There's more than one black person. There is it used to really just be white girls. It, it was all white girls with one black person consistently. And then they finally started adding... <coughs> they finally added more people of color. Um, and then we got Asian. Latina. Maybe I think I think we had Latina with the first girl that went home, right? And two, right? I don't know what she was. She was something. I mean, well, you know, so was, was wasn't something. Dolly too? No, well, she said she's half Mexican. Yeah, but she's. I think she knows her privilege in that. So let's just leave that there. I think she comes. Like, I don't think she passes. This is so messy of me. But the Boulay brothers, how are we feeling about them? I don't mind them. And I hate that that's they get, our okay, feelings yeah. about the host. And I'm not trying to compare it to, like, a drag race because it's, it's just a reality competition show. It can just mm-hmm. be, like, any show. Um, I, I want to like the host more. 
I don't mind them. I really don't. I, the reason why I respect well, them... Well, I like one of them. Let's say ...is that. because <laughs> I do think they try to... I think they come from everything from a white lens. I do think that. I think they come at it with I think it just feels lens. like older white men talking to me. Uh, and that is older white men. They are older white men. The, the way they operate, I'm sure, the way they Speech view the pattern. world. However, what I appreciate is the creativity and the work that they put into the show. They really have done what, as a horror person, as a slasher person, someone who's grown up watching these movies, they really married everything that... They really tell a story with their shows. They, sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's self-indulgent. D- those little music video trailers things that Oh my God, on. time to die. I, but I just love that they really go for it. I love that they're... No matter their it. acting skills. No matter their acting skills. No matter... <laughs> they wear swimsuits no matter... <laughs> any of the time. No matter what. I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I really appreciate the, how the confidence that they, they view the world in that way. And now, does it come from a white person and white lens? It's a little dated sometimes. I, I don't I don't find them particularly modern. Um, and I don't find that they go outside of the box in their fashions. I think you know what you're gonna get. But yeah, RuPaul's I think I think both of them. I will say that RuPaul in recent seasons has changed up his silhouettes, give a little more cut cut, you know what I'm saying, a little more cut out, more this as we as he's gotten older. I think I think, yeah. I think for them you know it's either gonna be the white hair or a headpiece and then spiky silhouette. But I really it. but you know what? Something I noticed is that season four, just like RuPaul's drag race, they this is the one hundred thousand dollar season. Like they're gonna get hundred thousand dollars. And it's courtesy from them, they say. Which means that I mean this is a this is their production. They, they, you have to respect so, the craft. They so, built themselves no, up. They built the production so much more than it was. But not only that, but now they could you can tell they could have done other things. So they could have made they could have done a new title card. They could have donated more, more money to like production or sets. But they said no. We're going to take literally a hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money. They could have given these women seventy five thousand. They said $100,000 because, fuck, if we're, like, the competition is winning $100,000, and we know how much these girls are spending on the, on their drag, we can't give them $50,000. And I respect that they see the world in that view. And, you know, they're business business people. Um, I would say... It may Do you think be, they're trying to earn the trust of, our, of the Drag Race fans? I feel bit? like... <laughs> I, I really think that drag is becoming... So marketable, and I can see the capitalism now. And I know that we were not in the quote unquote drag scene, you know, prior to the pandemic. But I would say now more than ever, there's like nothing but drag events in the city. Wouldn't you say? So I feel like they know that that venue can now make a lot of money because these girls can tour, these girls yeah. can sell out shows, and it, it's it's a marketing, it's a marketing thing. And I, and I agree. I mean, you got to invest if you want to make the money on the on the back end. I think they, this is going to really elevate, hopefully, to a new... And especially with All-Stars being now on the streamable f- format, just similar to Shudder, I think this just shows that the drag is entering the mainstream more and more. And also, let's, let's not forget, like the fact that a queer competition drag show is bringing Shudder, which is so boy, which is so heteronormative, which is coming from the original slasher drama, which is yeah. like so sexist and so man. It's massive. I think this is, they really are coming, they're really adding the queerness back into horror slasher. So I just, I really do really love, I look, I'm noticing that I'm looking forward to Dragula so much more than Drag Race right now. 
Um, I, I love it all. I, I, I do love it all. I, I think I like. each one, like American Drag Race versus UK Drag Race versus Dragula, each offer... You, I like that you can see drag in different cultures and different settings because mm-hmm. drag is so different. And I think a lot... And I think drag... I do think Dragula has been instrumental in changing how people view drag. Like, period. Yes, um, yes. Even for myself, like, I never saw that kind of style until then. Um, my vision was just, like, Tatiana season two, like, just be fishy as possible right mm-hmm. and dragula opened up like, so many of our eyes and, and i like that alternative style and we get i like the jay jolie's on it because it shows that you know like me we just have so much you know we're versatile we could be monsters too. but jay had that conversation with the girls i feel like she was like so this is the hundred thousand dollar season right <laughs> she, she said let me let me get on here, i like man. it i like um i like all the girls um i do love all the girls I like how messy they are. I can't, I'm not going to say I like all their drag, but I do like all their, <laughs> their messiness. Their willingness to just, like, just talk shit to each other. Yes. So who's your number one? My It's, a, it's really hard in this season. I'm not going to lie to you. It's really hard. I, I Of course, I came in being a Saint fan because mm-hmm. the way Saint, in all her seasons, blends fashion, especially the resurrection fashion. I, yeah. I still go back to that 60s horror look yes, she did. Yes, when she did the vampire look. Um, even that ghost look. I think she just, I mean... You know me. I'm a fashion I just realized girl. that she did a different. She did two different vampire looks. She did Very, resurrection, mm-hmm. and she did this, and I just like so different. It, yeah. So, but in terms of the new competitors, I am literally obsessed with Coco Kane. Yes, Coco is just all everything and more. The confidence, yes. the body. I mean, I mean, it's just perfect. When she was, I'm so glad they put her in the top for that first challenge because she was. When you see formaldehyde. Right before her, and then go you go straight to Coco. It, they took the words right out. From out of the high, seemed really small, and da da da. Like didn't really. That bitch like, was in a mash, just sitting there. Perform, but then you got Coco, Coco literally just stood there and just took the entire stage. Uh, no, Coco like, has just. I mean, again, that's something you can't super, buy. It's yeah, the present. You cannot present. buy. You presents. cannot look away from her. Yes, it is that, and that is yeah beyond. So. And you know, sometimes people ask, you know, why don't some of these girls go on to like. Drag Race mm-hmm. instead. But again, people have to realize that Drag Race... What I like about Dragula is that I do feel like the art is at its core. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, this is about art here. And yeah. Drag Race is about production, oh. money, capitalism. And, you know, that's cool, too. Yeah. They're not, <laughs> they're, I mean, I love it because they're not looking for who is the most polished person. They're looking for who is literally the most entertaining person that we can market and mm-hmm. do things with. Mm-hmm. That, that's just literally it. Mm-hmm. And I, and is that bad? I just that's what when I say that I'm looking forward to Dragula more because I'm I really want to keep playing. I love the with, challenge. I love everything. I love I'm I'm really enjoying just like again enjoying the scope of drag, especially as a horror person. I just noticed that this is really tickling my fancy more in more ways than one. And like I said, I love the exterminate. I love that they get killed off at the end. I think that's genius. I think that like gives the girls who obviously watch these movies a moment. Uh, even Formaldehyde had, had her moment in the beginning, even though she went home. Spoiler alert. Rewind that back. Spoiler alert. Uh, but I think that, like I said, I think the thing with Drag Race is it's becoming very capitalistic. It's becoming very followers. Formulaic, too. Formulaic. And you're, like, really seeing the girls, like, for sometimes who they are when they just are thinking about the followership. And I think that's where I'm kind of being turned off by too much. Because at the end of the day... You can be your if you if you're thinking about the followers how people are gonna perceive you and the followers then who are who's the person we're talking to right now you know what I'm saying no and I mean I'm I'm in it in terms of you know the social media game and it is 
power driven and it's hard to not like be always aware of how you come across um you're always thinking about mm-hmm. you know the, the production i don't think they have that in dragula but again if we're comparing it to drag race it was also like that in the early stages of drag race because they were not the mic, the lens wasn't on them that bad. They could be as messy mm-hmm. as they wanted to be because they didn't have any real repercussions mm-hmm. after it, um, other than Fifi O'Hara. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that I think like, but like, Candy's fine because she was good at TV. That's what I'm saying. So as long as like, like I said, as long I'm hoping that you can be terrible if you are good at TV. <laughs> Not always, not always. Not always, but Raja was good TV, and she has she was better TV in season seven, or but season eleven than she was in in the All Star season. Like she was more drama driven. Like it was yeah. more like she was more talented in she was more she was better competitor in All Stars, but better TV. Right, and that's what the you know issue with All Stars. They kind of get boring because now they know the effect of yeah. television, so they don't show. Maybe everything, but it was also. It used to be that though. It used to be the drama one. It used to be the one where the girls were talking shit about each other. It used to be the one where, like, I mean, even up to like Monet season, there were still like people like like coming at each other. Now, but I but you know, I want to be clear. If I ever get on Drag Race, I'm just starting shit. No, you're not. I, no, you're not. I, I want you to, but I feel like you're. Just I, like, I and I think I would start shit in that way, and that you and you're not like I'm just gonna go and be messy, but like I just want to read people in front of the judges. I want to be like so accessible. So you don't want to go home early anymore. You have to wait till <sighs> to get to the chat. To... No, sometimes they mix it up like, all right, girls, at this stage, who deserves to go home? And anyway, they make those girls vote who should go home <laughs> last season. Like I would be like, she's terrible. And say it like in front of the camera and the girls behind me. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I wanna I wanna read. I wanna just drag people. No, just kidding. Um I wanna just be sisters and you know, love everyone and all this stuff. Are we mean girls? Are we the drama? <laughs> I mean but I also think drag is about fighting. We've seen real life online fights and the girls are still working with each other and Kiki and later. You know what I mean? That's part of gay culture, though. And the best part about gay culture is that no one ever fights. So we, we will can, never so touch you. So we can you. just talk sh- We will never shit. touch you. We will, I want you to know, as a gay man, I will never fight you. In, in sweetie, sweetie. If you really are trying to fight me... Oh, that's why I think that's why it'll be more fun on Drag Race, because then you could just amp it up, because they're not going to hit you. So, like, I'll be quoting, like, flavorfully, like, hit me in your ass. But you probably... Hit but me you in your ass. But you got a dangerous mouth. You're like Candace. <laughs> like, Candace has a lethal mouth. Candace that like will like just make fun of everything like calling someone <laughs> their your slave driver like that ah, is fighting ah, words and ah, you that's something that you would definitely <laughs> say to somebody well at least in the confessional yeah <laughs> I, I think that would be the more like just how could you be the most because you have to think about it it's a game right like you're trying to you're try, I'm literally writing your stuff um you're literally trying to be the person they call back for another season. If you start drama, they're going to call you back. Period. I think Candy Muse was authentic, but I do I think all that shit was so purposeful? I do. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, same with me. Like I said, I, if I'm you know glad, you're on TV, you if know I'm on do. TV, I have the benefit that people know that I'm going to be the person that 
can say something, and I won't have any like fully repercussion. Because like I said, right now, I this weekend I just called out DMV besties on their bullshit yet again for just like continually framing this narrative that DC's best TikTok group is all white, and y'all really did not reach out to any people of color that you could not control. There are some people of color in there. Yeah, that that are okay with aligning themselves with that kind of behavior. They did not bring people that would challenge the status quo, to be clear. Um, and so, to me, like I said, people know that's my energy. It's not anything personal. I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking the, the thought process behind this. I'm, talking, I'm, ta- I'm attacking the recklessness. So, I think that when you are real and transparent, Mama, and it's good TV, that's a perfect marriage of everything. <laughs> it is. Now, to, to give one last spooky, ooky, ooky fact... Mm-hmm. What is your go-to Halloween movie? My go-to Halloween movie? Something you have to watch during Scream. the Halloween season. Scream. And here we are doing your costumes. I know you're super excited. We're about to go act it out on TikTok, y'all. So where can they find that TikTok? Whatever. What's my favorite movie, you ask? <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. Um, <laughs> my go-to is Hocus Pocus because I'm That's a basic. Nice. Be, I don't give a fuck. Hocus Pocus is Halloween and and because it's and the Halloween Town series. Okay. Halloween Town is my scream. Okay, mm-hmm. Bubba, I watch all of it every time. <clears throat> whether it's original Marnie, Skinny Marnie, Honey, all of Marnie. Original Marty. <laughs> Original Marty. Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I just also love the facts behind it. Number one, you have the legendary Debbie Reynolds, but then you have the fact that Kimberly um, it met Calabar. You remember the guy who played Calabar in Calabar's Revenge in 2? And they met then, and then like, st- stopped talking, and then 10 years later, they met again and fell in love, and now they're married. Wow. That's great. I, I, I just, I'm obsessed. It's a great family, wholesome film. And who doesn't want to be a witch? Wonderful. Well, where can they find more fun Halloween TikToks? Maybe. You can go to at Wait Don't Do It Podcast on TikTok. Note the name change, as well as Wait Don't Do It Podcast on Instagram. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we post behind-the-scenes content, exclusive giveaways, and just amazing videos that um, are uploaded every day. And have thoughts on the podcast? Email us at wdipodcast at gmail.com. We do appreciate all the reactions to our stories and all the DMs. We cannot reply to everyone, um, because, but we do appreciate the love. I want to just say that. We do. Um, we do. I do not check DMs. I want everyone to know. I still keep getting a lot of DMs. Just send an email. Send an email. We check emails. We do not check DMs. We check DMs. Send dick pics to at wait, don't do a podcast. Actually, dick pics are fine. <laughs> dick pics are fine. Ass pics, even better. But just Well, like, some of these girls ain't got... <laughs> well, well. Follow the Dave at Doodoo Parish, y'all. On Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Especially Twitter if you want some mess. And we'll see you at brunch. Brunch and the rooftop Halloween rave. Um, I'm ready for a frightful time as Ghostface Killer. See you tonight.